Hey everyone, it's Michael. Before we get started, wanted to introduce you to the Union GK Premium. With Premium, you'll get vetted pro players and coaches, interactive breakdown sessions, and exclusive content from top names. Want to try it free for 30 days? Go to unionsports.com slash content slash join. Or download the app free at the Union GK on Apple or Google Play stores. Thanks for making the union possible, and on with the show. Welcome to Inside the 18. I'm Michael Majid, live from Hollywood, California, with, you know her as 99 World Cup winner, Suskia Weber. And we're talking World Cup, so that's the first title that you're going to get today. Okay. <laughs> And joining us for the 17th time, whenever we need a deep dive into goalkeepers all over the world, the one and only, you know him as Everybody Soccer or Let's All Soccer on Twitter, the one and only Bill Reno. What's up, dude? Hey, not too much. Uh, Saskia, does it ever get tired of hearing 99 World Cup winner? I mean, does never. Ever, never. Never. <laughs> never. I'm, 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 I have no problem with it. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I mean, I'll be honest. I mean, with you guys, would you very... guys get tired of it? No, no. no. I would be like saying it more often if I had done that. I, I would be bringing it up every minute. all the time. Hi, I'm Satoshi Weber, <laughs> 99 World Cup soccer. Yeah. Uh, okay, no, that's I mean, great. You're just, yeah. I'm just bagging your groceries. It's okay. yeah. <laughs> can't, can't bring me up for like 2002 uh, East Bay Athletic League honorable mention uh, okay. goalkeeper. <laughs> goalkeeper. Yeah, can't bring that up. I love it, I love it Mike. Oh, man. Uh, so, Bill, uh, first off, it's been a while since we had you on the show. Uh, last time we had you on the show, uh, you were at GW. Obviously, a lot of things have changed in your life. But why don't you catch up uh, the audience a little bit and what's going on with you now? Yeah, so uh, I moved a little west. I'm out in Cincinnati, Ohio. Um, I took a gig with FC Cincinnati as a video analyst, and I'll be doing some academy work there with the goalkeepers as well once that season starts up here in August. So, um, it's been a bit of a transition because the summer is always kind of crazy and I joined mid season, um, but really loved my time at GW. I uh, was very thankful for all the, all the opportunities I got there, but you know, it was, it was kind of a, a foot in the door that was hard to pass up on. So, um, yeah, it's been, been a bit of a culture shock, I guess, in some sense going for the women's and men's game, which I forgot all how different everything is, but it's been good. Mm -hmm. A lot of fun. Well, you know, it's funny that you said that because it seems like you and Siskia made the transition at the exact same time into the in, in, into analysis uh, from coaching. Um, you know, like one of the things that, you know, Siskia always brings up and, and Siskia, you know, don't let me speak for you. That's but, okay. is the, but is is the simple fact is that um, it makes you start looking at the game in a different perspective when you go back to the coaching field. Yeah, Saskia, I mean, I'll let you go first. Why don't you, I feel like you Well, I mean, I think that we talked about the other day. I think that uh, going from coaching to analysts, like it, it's just all encompassing. Like it helps you look at things and take a deeper dive into like just the techniques and the breakdowns of why things are happening. We talked about it in the classroom session with one-on-one -on -one goalkeeping that it, it's like to be able to, to kind of take a step back and look at where the breakdowns and the buildups are. It's not just the final action and, and understand it from that perspective and really be able to analyze it. It is awesome, you know, and, and not, you know, not patting anybody on the back or anything myself or, or anybody just like, it takes certain people to have that eye and to see it, you know, and, you know, we can all sit here and say, okay, well, you know, 
great shot stopper, made a couple of nice saves, came out on crosses, but why? You know, and, and that's what comes into being an analyst and being able to break down videos and stuff is really the why to everything. Yeah, yeah, you know, your, your, your sample size definitely jumps up. Of like, if you're watching the game a lot, then like, you're kind of just thinking of all the thousands of actions you've seen. So, yeah, I think when you're, it, as a coach, you're very like, hey, this is in front of me. But when you've looked at a lot of other stuff, like, you know, there's pros and cons to it. But yeah, your, your scope does change a bit. You know, and actually, it's it's funny that you just said that, Bill, because I'm just thinking about in, in regards to the fact that like when you're coaching, you're looking at it from a very I, I don't want to say, you know, like kind of like um, narrow, narrow point of view because you're focused specifically on like what are the needs for your team to be successful. But when you're looking at it from either either as a scout or as an, an analyst, you're looking at it more as like why was this moment successful? Why was it not successful? Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, definitely. I, I mean, the, I, I think when you have so much so many clips you've seen and so many actions you've seen, you start to kind of think almost in percentages a bit of like, okay, this isn't always going to work, but you're going to know as opposed to, I think as a coach, if you're just viewing your own team, it gets kind of anecdotal and there's pros and cons to that. You know, it's easy to get kind of detached from reality if you just watch so much video, but then also <laughs> get two tunnel vision. So there's definitely a nice middle ground that you, you want to hit there with that. Yeah. So, so question for you, you know, do you feel like when you're doing all the work with the NWSL, you know, on CBS and Paramount, that you're almost becoming hypercritical when you're watching other film footage because you're watching the highest level. And so you're so used to that, that you're expecting certain actions to be certain ways. Well, I mean, in comparison to what? I mean, if you're looking at a kid that sends in their video for college recruiting compared to the breakdown from five different cameras on the field, that's like, yeah. Yeah. yeah, but you have to take everything as it comes and you have to be able to kind of look at the bigger picture and kind of still see what you need to see. Yeah, you know, no, I mean, I, if that answers your question, that wasn't really. No, no, it, it does. But I mean, <laughs> I'm just kind of, I'm just even just thinking about it, you know, like based on like the, you know, the World Cup preview that we're going to be doing and, and guys, we're going to get to it very soon because it's a monster. I mean, I've been, I've been well, spending the last 24 hours. <laughs> Go ahead. Well, I mean, even like, okay, take this, like even with clips and stuff, you're still not going to, do you know how much work it would take in to really be able to, like Bill knows, to really be able to analyze the German goalkeeper? or something like that. Like you're, we're going to show some clips and stuff, but you know, you have to really dive in as an analyst to, to multiple games, to multiple scenarios, to multiple. Okay. Is this a, just something that happened here? Or is this like a, like a systemic problem that this goalkeeper has like, okay, we'll bring up, you know, certain goalkeepers that I've talked about that uh, perpetually are too far, too close to their near post. You know, is this something that just happened in this game or in the clip you're going to see right now? Or are we going to go or, or do you go back and dive in and say, is this is something that's always there? And for if you're looking at it from the opposite team's point of view, then it's something that you can exploit. If you're looking at it from your coaching point of view, it's something that you have to fix. Yeah, you know, that, that's a that's a great point. And Bill, feel free to step in any time right now. But but I, I want to ask you, because obviously, you know, you put together these fantastic lists, as we always talk about when when you come on the show, um, I think one of the things that's so extremely beneficial about your ranking system is that you do look at a good body of work as opposed to making snap judgments based on you saw somebody at a college showcase or you saw them, you know, uh, at a combine. Yeah, I mean, the environment produces 
a certain product. And I mean, Sask would know this more than any of us here. Like you can do all this prep work and that certainly adds up a lot, but to step in front of 80, 100,000 people for your nation, I mean, like some of it just goes out the window and like, you're not going to be mm-hmm. thinking like, oh, what do we think about in film? And, you know, like, you just have <laughs> point. so whether it's that or if you're, if you're at a, a showcase or which is being, it's like starting to become a little bit more popular, but um, I think Angel City and Louisville, the ones I knew about, I'm sure there's a couple others, but they did a couple combines before the draft. Like players may go in pretty nervous for that. You know, like you, you really want to be able to look at a lot of different things and think, okay, like, is this a, is this a knockout game? Is this, you know, right. a no for game? You know, what is, so you'll well, go always for you. A good example is to look at some of the players that have come in as national team replacement players yep. that maybe they were sitting in the wings. They didn't have a good combine in the beginning. They didn't have a good showing. They weren't drafted and they've come in and scored goals. They've come in with a chip on their shoulder and are playing awesome in the last week. And you're like, why isn't this player starting on a team? Yeah. You know, yep. and time changes things like what they've been doing in that time. Maybe they had a bad combine, maybe they had, but now look, you know, and that's actually happened with several players. And that's right now. Yeah. To be honest. Yeah, when you, when you have the danger of like the door being closed a second or third or fourth time, like your mentality shifts of, Oh man, like I can't, I can't mess this up. Like I've got to go. Right. And that can go either way. You know, you can definitely cave that pressure, but honestly, I feel like most people when they actually realize, Hey, like this may be your last shot or a last one yeah. for a while. Like, they they typically hit their you know okay this is my ceiling one way or another yeah. like they're they're gonna show what they and can you're do. you're gonna being one of those players you want to show in this and even with the the challenge cup I know we're getting a little off base right now you want to show we've got we've got an, two, two expansion teams expansion draft coming up so you have players that were plucked in as replacement players that are showing great you and that's ta- you're taking notice if you're Bay Area if you're Utah you're saying okay who are these players you know, that are making a difference right now while the other players are gone, who can we actually pull, you know, and get and, and use in the expansion draft to field a team that's going to be legit. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, you know, speaking of, of, of grabbing an opportunity and players that are gone now, I think it's just a great place to, to transition into the Women's World Cup because we obviously have a lot of veteran goalkeepers who've been involved in the international game for so many years at such a high level that are, that are not involved in this tournament and not involved in, in this competition. And uh, it's going to open up a lot of doors, Bill, for, for a lot of other people. So why don't you kind of bring down the overall talent pool that you see in this tournament right now? Well, I mean, what is that? Eight, eight to 10 or so names there that won't be at this world cup that started at, for their country last you know, four years ago. And in there's the only one that didn't qualify. I mean, the rest of them have, have either moved on. Panos is the one that's like, I, have, I haven't been able to find anything concrete, but she just wasn't selected and she's striving for Barcelona. So, you know, there's some drama there somewhere, some way or another, but you've got a lot of, but good, that's, I mean, like, but that Spain aren't a bunch, a bunch of the players for Spain aren't like, yeah, Spain's yeah. Been in, Spain's been in turmoil. Yeah, yeah. So I'm sure there's probably going to be books written at some point of what's going on there. But um, I mean, like, you look at that list and you're like, man, that's a good list of goalkeepers. Like, you know, that, that's really strong. So for me, this World Cup is less about returning veterans, although there are a few, and more about, okay, hey, the door is open and like there's mm-hmm. going to be a narrative about someone. And we think about Inler in 2019, Chile didn't even get out of the group stage. And like, and Part of it's because like they played the U.S. and part of it's because Alexi Lawless said that Inler was the best goalkeeper in the world. You know, like these kind of like 
moments will happen that will just give things narrative and whatever. But um, for me, it's like this is a big opportunity for at least one, if not several goalkeepers to step up and kind of showcase themselves. So we've lost a lot of talent here, but I think the door is open for something pretty exciting. Yeah. You know, speaking of that, Bill, uh, didn't Endler after that tournament, didn't she leave PSG and go on to Lyon from, from that? Because Buhati took off, right? Well, so like club-wise, she was kind of in and out playing time. <laughs> then it was one of those things that's like, we'd be stupid not to play her. Like she she was kind of getting – it wasn't like super consistent. And she was getting some good traction. She was playing well. But like she just kind of hit, you know, level 10 there and just kind of balled out. And so – um, I don't know if it was right after, but I do know. I mean, she's with Leon now, and she left PSG, which is kind of a crazy s- switch because Buati left Leon for PSG. So, um, yeah, it was. I mean, it, kind of, it put a rocket on her back for sure. You know, before the tournament, not many people really knew her. And then after, you know, everyone's talking about her. You know, you know what's amazing too is that you're looking at this this talent pool here, and and these goalkeepers, these veteran goalkeepers who are who are not here outside of the ones that were not selected for whatever reasons, um, you know, that are going on. The retired ones that I'm talking about right here, and you're talking about goalkeepers that were consistent starters for very strong international sides. You know, I mean, you're talking about Golden Glove winners. You're talking about you know, Premier League, you know, um, you know, WSL, you know, goalkeepers, uh, NWSL goalkeepers, that sort of thing. Um, you know, I'm looking at that list. A lot of these countries now have a a next gen that's kind of really taken. I mean, I'm looking at like obviously like Steph LeBay, like now Kaylin Sheridan, I, I you could argue is one of the best goalkeepers in the world. I don't think it's an argument. I think she's no, in the, she in, definitely in the conversation of best goalkeeper in the world. So um, is that just a simple matter of like there are goalkeepers in the younger generation who've usurp these people or and then they that they decided to to leave the international game because of that or um is it that's opened up a door for them because they have retired well you know i i think we've seen this i think we've seen a number of times where a team or a country or club will play a goalkeeper too long mm. and like they, they won't give them proper competition <laughs> so i think i think it's actually more, more that where Typically, if you've got one good player, you've probably got two, three, four, you know, like in a position. It's not just one that you've kind of magically found. So, like, for me, like, last Olympics run, like, I thought Sheridan was better than Labe. Labe, great goalkeeper, you know, like, mm-hmm. one of the best, certainly of her time. You know, but, like, I think Sheridan was playing really well. But, like, you know, they got so much comfort there. And she was a huge piece of the team as a captain and big, big voice. Like, you know, I understand why they – they went with her and it worked out they got gold so can't, can't really argue about it but um i think it's it's actually really really difficult and we see with the us especially this last mm-hmm. 20 years or so it's been like solo nair and even nair like didn't get a proper run until solo finally got out of the picture so it's really tough for players to to break in um which, in that position absolutely yeah. Yeah, I mean, and and people have to understand, like realize that I I agree with you so much. Like at what point, and I I feel that we're at fault for this as well with the U.S. Like I think that in the past year, it's gone back and forth with uh, Murphy and Nair, and that's a good thing. But I think at what point have you held on to Nair for too long, and you know. And, and you have to start getting that. You can't just keep playing the, the young upcomers in friendlies here and there. And in friendlies when you're winning 5 nothing. 
<laughs> and, and stuff like they have to be like you said in front of 85,000 people in a world cup in an olympics in major tournaments to to actually grow and you have to roll the dice and make that change so bill i have a question for you because obviously you've done a lot of the work on this um it seems to me like the the goalkeepers in this tournament are skewing younger than the last tournament is that correct that's a good question i don't know um there's some very young goalkeepers like Georgetown, I think as a freshman or sophomore in there, um, there's a few teenagers in there, but I mean, I think part of the problem is we, th we think goalkeepers are younger than they are. Like Sheridan, like, isn't young, you know, she just took a while to become the number one for Canada. I mean, Kingsbury's over 30 Murphy's 27, 27's not young, you know? So it's, you, you know, you've got, I'm looking at right now, 15 caps between Murphy and Kingsbury, but and see, that's not enough. Yeah. That's, that's yeah. not enough. It really, yeah. it, in my opinion, it's just not enough. You have four years, you know, to 15 caps between the two of them. It's, it's not enough going yeah. into this World Cup. So you do. Yes. Mer yes. Snare's going to start. Now, if we like, we can move forward and talk about Nair. I'm sure I'm jumping over things and stuff like that. She's been under the gun at Chicago, so she's ready to play. I yeah. mean, <laughs> Jesus, it reminded me of college. <laughs> like, you know, she's making like 15 saves, 10 saves a game. Yeah. So yeah. it's like, you know, she's ready to play. Absolutely. But eventually you've got to get those keepers more games. Yeah. Because if Nair yeah. goes down, you are putting a Murphy in and – 15 caps and then going onto this stage. Look, I have total faith in Casey Murphy, but it's a tall, it's, it, it's, you don't know how it feels until you're in it. <laughs> yeah. Put it that way. So, so let's talk on the macro. Let's talk on the macro, you know, and I'd, I would love your opinion on this bill. And, and obviously Saskia, you know, you do such great work with the NWSL. I would love your opinion as well on this too. Is goalkeeping improving worldwide based on what you're seeing, Bill? Man, I, I could go on and on about this. I think, Personally, I think there are a handful of like kind of chosen goalkeepers that get a lot of investment. Um, they get kind of plucked and they get put on a track. And I think for everyone else, it would basically no. I think things are basically how they've been five, ten years ago, that they're not really getting enough investment. Um, I think you're starting to see a little bit of change of like like Louisville, for example, they sent keepers to Australia to get games, which is huge. Mm -hmm. You know, that's awesome. And so like that sort of like forward thinking and, and kind of trying to think down the line, like I think that goes a long ways, but I think the vast majority is still getting the same investment that they were getting 10 years ago. And so, you know, the product kind of matches investment. So for me, it's like, yeah, we can get really excited about like Spain's got a really young goalkeeper. You get Ellie Roebuck who has been kind of up and down, but she's got a ton of investment as well. Like, England as a whole has had a lot of, you know, young goalkeepers crop up, but it's like three or four, you know, it's mm -hmm. not like 15, 20, you know? So I, for me, I'm kind of still waiting for that to get fleshed out a bit. And I know it's a, it's a bit cyclical because, you know, if your return's not quite there, then you're not going to be disincentivized to invest. And so it's kind of slowly growing and it's kind of ships passing in the night situation. I think once it happens, like we'll all be kind of like, Oh, Hey, we're here now. <laughs> Um, one, one thing I will say, Bill, you know, just kind of interject real quickly. I'm just thinking about it based on looking at all the different rosters here. We still have that trend and, and, and hopefully it's improving as the game improves, but we still have that trend with emerging football countries 
where a lot of their players, I'm just looking at the goalkeeper rosters, you know, are college American college goalkeepers or youth club ECNL goalkeepers, you know, um, as opposed to a 27, 28 year old from, from their respective, you know, countries system. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, and, you know, the crazy thing to me is like the college system is at most six months out of the year you're playing like at most. And a lot of them are, and two to three of those months are spring season, you know? So it's that, that's like the best route at the moment. Now, like you are starting to see some clubs that are like pulling in young goalkeepers, which is exciting. But again, that's like the chosen few. So mm-hmm. I, for me, like the college system is, is great, but you're still only training half the year. What do you do in the other half? And now you're, putting that autonomy onto the individual, which you're only going to get so much out of that. So, you know, yeah, the college route's still like the bulk of it. And, you know, know, a lot of of non-American representing players at the World Cup went through college. Like, there's just a hub. Well, 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 I'm not even talking about that. I mean, talking about currently in college or currently youth. And and Suska, I didn't mean to interrupt you there. No, I think, but I think it's the same answer that we have. I totally agree with Bill. And the problem is, is that, there, the the investment. When we talk about investment, I don't mean like practice. I don't mean a goalkeeper coach. I mean the investment in that goalkeeper playing. And so what we see is even in the NWSL is everybody sticking with the, you know their their veteran goalkeeper and that's it. And 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 some of them, which was shocking to me, even in the Challenge Cup, still played. Casey Murphy still played Nair, still played that. And so, and then you're surprised when Brittany gets into the game for, let's say for Angel City and doesn't have that good of a game because she might be killing it as, as when, before Freya left, when Freya was saying she's having an amazing preseason and Dan Ball said that, but there's a fundamental difference between games and, and playing as a goalkeeper, period. And, and so we see because of it now, with that, you have for older for countries, your older goalkeepers, well, they might be sitting on the bench, right? So they're not starting. You have a veteran goalkeeper, whether it's on Leon or whether it's on, you know, PSG or whether it's, you know, here in the NWSL. And so they're like, I'm going to retire, right? So then you have that retirement kickoff. So now you have younger goalkeepers with no experience. And then on their pro teams, they're not playing. So the development as far as getting games in for goalkeepers is just not there. And yes, hats off to Louisville for sending their keepers to Australia to get games in. And Mike, we've talked about that. If the new women's pro league, whatever, we'll get into that another time. (laughs) If if that was a second division of, uh, of the NWSL, then you could look at, those players going in the fall and in the winter and playing for those teams and those goalkeepers getting time in, and you could pick players up from those teams and make those transitions and everything. So I think the goalkeeper is getting the worst for wear of this situation. That's why you're seeing the drop off and the not the level, not elevating across the board. Yep. Absolutely. I think you're still you're still seeing. However, I mean, you are seeing with some of the more established countries, like you know, you're talking about England and everything like that. And uh, you know, Billy, obviously, you mentioned Ellie, but you know, you're talking about a pool six, seven deep, maybe, uh, of younger goalkeepers. You know, got Sandy, Sandy didn't make the make make the roster, and she was very much in the in, in in the in the order right there. I mean, obviously, Hannah Hampton, you know, and Ellie, and then obviously Mary Earps has just been playing fantastic. So how how are you going to usurp her? Um, but you know, like the, the countries that like, like some of the South American countries, some of the, you know, um, 
East Asian countries, those sorts of things, um, they they're they're still very much kind of either reliant on um, on on players that were you know developed elsewhere, um, or or one domestic team in their country that seems to produce all the talent. Right, but you have to look at your depth as well of your leagues that they're in. So. Yeah. You, you, you know, if you're not playing against quality competition at the same time, you're not developing either. And so yeah. the, the, I will give nods to the NWSL. 60 players from the NWSL are going to be in this World Cup, which is more than any other league in the world. So that gives a nod to the depth of the league and the quality of game time that each goalkeeper on each team, the Caitlin Sheridans and everything, are getting. And nine from inside the 18 goalkeeper podcast. There so you go. Nine. Yeah. <laughs> All right, let's go. We we developed nine goalkeepers for the World Cup, guys. That's what that's what we that's what we did. Um, all right, let's get it. Let's get into these clips here. Uh, let's first off, first goalkeeper. Everybody, I, I think basically everyone in our audience, at least our domestic audience, is very familiar with this goalkeeper. But Bill, tell us what it is about Alyssa Nayer that you like, what you what you dislike, and, and why you still think she's the number one for the United States. Yeah, well, you know, she's interesting because in Chicago, <laughs> it's like going from cold water to hot water. I mean, it's a totally different environment. She's getting shelled all the time. The U.S., like, you know, she may see a shot or two in the game. You know, it's it's going to be a totally different environment. I think the thing that has continued to give longevity to Nair is she 100% has the right mentality, which mm -hmm. you, know, you hear that a lot. And like, I think sometimes it's kind of code for like people like, well, I don't really know what to say. So I'm going to praise her mentality. It's like, no, she actually like legit, like last world cup, you know, she, she misplays a ball to Spain, gives up a, gives up a, a goal. And so the, they kind of go down early and you think, Oh man, that's early in the tournament that could rattle any keeper. Doesn't bother her. She goes on right. semifinal game balls out against England. You know, like that's, that's her things. Whatever the situation is, she's going to find a solution through, you know, could we criticize her technique tactical? Like, absolutely. We can do that for any goalkeeper here. But I think when you're thinking of like, okay, who do you want back there? That's going to give confidence. Like I understand why Nair stayed in the, the position as long as she has, um, you know, what she'll be having to do for Chicago over the U S like admittedly is like totally different. It's like, no, I agree. So I, I kind of understand it. You know, in some sense, I I would have like a, a different preferred keeper of just like my preference in. But like it's one of those things like, yeah, I, I can see why she's. In well, I think you also have to add into the fact that Sauerbrunn's out. Yep. And so you need a stable, confident person in the back to help lead the back line with Sauerbrunn out. That is a veteran that doesn't get rattled, like you said, um, doesn't show emotion. <laughs> like it's something goes, yeah, it's something no it's true she's a wall if something goes yeah. wrong it goes wrong and she's on to the next thing it's exactly yeah. what you need right now because you're because number one you've lost your captain and a captain that that is exactly that is a stabling force for your defense and so now you have to turn to a nair with a younger defense that's you know missing that organization and everything to step up into that role and she can do that yeah, yeah. I, th I think that's that's a great point right there. And you know, another another team, you know, kind of moving on from here. Uh, let's see if I go out of there right there. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, so another team that you know is obviously uh, kind of going through a kind of a process as well too in regards to veteran versus a, a younger goalkeeper is Australia. 
with Lydia Williams, you know, staying in as the veteran, obviously an NWSL veteran. She spent a good deal amount of time there. Now she's in the WSL. Uh, Bill, what is it that you like about Lydia? Well, you know, I think both Williams and Nair have some parallels to their game that is kind of built out of power. I'd say maybe they, I'll, I'll be around about with this, but like the weakness in both their games is like the intricate tactical like situations, like whether it's a breakaway, whether kind of a slot of ball situation where the game has gone, there's been a lot of focus in that. But when they were coming up like that, it was kind of just like, Hey, go run at them, go figure it out. You know? And so I think those moments are kind of tricky for them, but when both of them are able to get set and respond, whether that's yeah. you know, coming for a cross, whether that's, uh, I mean, the big save against England last, I'll keep referencing it because it was, it was awesome. But the 2019 World Cup semifinal, big save Nayer makes, she's set and she makes this big explosive save. Like that, that's her bread and butter. So when these older keepers, like, you know, get to that point in their career, it's tough to like stay very agile, be able to make those tactical, <laughs> like very nuanced decisions. So, I mean, th- there's a lot of parallels between Williams and, and Nayer for me. Yeah, and I agree. And I think her strength, her positioning's good. Um, you know, she puts herself in the right places to make the saves that she needs to, to make. Um, and, and she's powerful. Um, and I agree with you that with her size and everything to be able to get down, make, be a good shot stopper is huge. She also has Tegan Micah sitting right behind her, (laughs) you know, and Tegan is a great goalkeeper within herself. I would say about Tegan, this is where it's not like a nair or it's not the situation where Tegan can get emotional, you know, and can get, can get rattled. Um, I haven't seen her play like week in and week out in a while since she was at UCLA and stuff, but you know, but you have two good solid played in goalkeepers there for Australia. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. You, you know, one thing I, I like about Lydia and in kind of like, like Billy, what you were saying in regards to just like, the ability to be able to be powerful in the moment, but not out of control. Um, Cause that's something that I've recognized a lot of goalkeepers that, that, that are stronger goalkeepers is that sometimes they can be out of control and they don't know how to use their explosiveness in the right moments. She can also still be nice and silent. Like, I mean, I was just like one of these actions right here that I think we were just seeing uh, earlier here. Um, no, this wasn't, was it, where was it? Uh, 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 uh. Um, right here. So like, that's just a simple action. Like to, to, to the lay person seeing that they're like, Oh, there's no, it just hit her, but it was a disciplined decision on her part to keep that shape like that. Yeah. You don't, you don't keep playing international, international football at 35 without having all the basics, like really smoothed out. I mean, if you, your game's going to start deteriorating at some point and mm-hmm. you've really shored that up on the front end. Yeah. You'll start losing a step here and there, but you know, like there's, there's a reason why you don't see many 35 year old goalkeepers at all. And typically when you do, it's like, they all kind of look a little similar. Cause like they've had to really focus on like, okay, I've got to do the basics, right. Otherwise I'm not going to play. Yeah. And that's what I meant, but it comes down to her positioning. Like as you get older, you make up for that step you lose in explosiveness or in quickness off your line by your positioning by be like making sure that that's on point. That's the basic. So I don't have to do, that extra work. Yeah. You know, and, and I think that's such a really important piece piece right there. Suske, for anybody who's watching younger goalkeepers who are watching the world cup this, this summer is recognize the fact that these, these veteran goalkeepers, how simple they make things look as opposed to that they are simple. 
And I, I really want to stress that because a lot of younger goalkeepers kind of skirt over things thinking, oh, well, those actions aren't that, that, that hard. Why should I be watching this? Well, no, they, they are exactly what it's you should positioning. be watching. It's like, mm -hmm. you know, you can turn it into like, if you did like a comparison of field players and you see your, some of your veteran field players, they tend to not look like they're running or working very hard, right? One, because they've lost a step. Yeah. Right. But two, because they make up for it by putting themselves in the right position in the right spaces on the field so they don't have to work as hard and they're more effective. And that's how you have a longer career. Right. Instead of I'm going to do 120 yard runs and you're 35, it's not going to happen. <laughs> you know, maybe some people. But so I think it goes the same for goalkeepers. Yeah, yeah. For, sure, for sure. Um. Let's uh, let, let's move on to uh to, to, how do you, how do you pronounce this properly, Bill? I, I'm probably gonna skewer it, but Gael Talman. Uh, I think it's Thalman. Uh, Thalman. She, okay. She's Thalman. another kind of aging goalkeeper, and she's actually on the other end, which has been really interesting to watch her because she is like chaos in goalkeeper form, and it's been <laughs> really interesting watching her get into this later stage of her career because she is she's still doing what she knows, what she's kind of learned and trusted on the past but like when you're gonna lose a little of that athleticism then like it's just tough to do but um huge leader on the field you can definitely watch it but she's definitely one who's gonna go insert herself as opposed to sit back now things will change a little bit as you get a little bit older but i mean even there like <laughs> it's there's just times where it's like i don't know how she made that save and it's amazing that she did but i don't know if i would ever turn to someone and say, hey, you should do it that way. It's like, it's worked for her. She's found a way for herself to, to stay in the game. I think she's 37. Um, and she's she's very, very good. But, you know, at this point in the career, it's like, so it's, it's almost like watching Tim Howard kind of his later part of his career. It's like another good example. It's like, I don't know how, how that's working for you. It's working, you know, so I'm not going to like change it at all or suggest you should. But, um, yeah, it's, it's, it's very rare to see a goalkeeper – play this way at 37 usually they start getting more reserved but for her she's yeah. just going yeah and you do you sit back and you see the save here and you're like okay so if you're maybe if you're you know an older goalkeeper in her you know like an air like somebody you take a step deeper and that's a friend's mother <laughs> and yeah. you don't give up a rebound yeah. and so so she is still at this age you don't see keepers relying on their athleticism and the random saves and stuff like that and it goes back to what we were talking about now you're making it up in like your positioning and your your intelligence on how to make the simpler save um so it is rare to see a goalkeeper at this age making those kind of saves and i love the tim howard analogy yeah yeah <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's even just something as simple as like positioning on the field goalkeepers who were coming up around the turn of the century they they were so forward and mm -hmm. now that position has pulled them back a bit and so like you'll see it in, in the world cup like some goalkeepers will have a super high position you'll be thinking like why are they doing that but it's just you know it's what they were taught and now that modern style is more than just playing out of the back it's like you're you're positioned deeper but you've got yeah. more responsibility as well um, but before before we get to Misa Rodriguez, because I really want to talk about her, I'm very excited about her. Maria Rodriguez over at Real Madrid um, is I, I want to bring up just kind of the simple fact, Siskia. Obviously, you're somebody who played at the highest level, and you had a career where you started out as a very young player, and when you had probably your best season, you were a, a, an older goalkeeper. Mm -hmm. What was it? What was it that season uh, with New York that that really put you over the top that year? 
Uh, there's a lot. Like, I'm like, can we get a therapist in here as well? <laughs> um, I think, you know, along the lines of what we're saying, I just grew and understood the position better. And I understood mm -hmm. um, the position as a whole, how to manipulate my defense, how to, how to manipulate spaces on the field, how to make the saves easy and predictable by moving my chess pieces around. Um, and that came with experience and age and confidence. It was also, Tom, you know, Tom Sermani's Tom confidence in me, you know, um, in that last season that spoke volumes as well. So I think that, um, but with age comes some wisdom and comes an understanding of the game. It's not, if we take, you know, Switzerland goalkeeper and stuff, and it's just reactive, reactive and uh, relying on your athleticism. And, you know, when I was younger, maybe I did that, but I think my training with the mentors I had grew me into playing the smartest, being the smartest goalkeeper I could be and understanding the game from a bigger picture. And I think it all came to fruition that last season for me. And by the way, for any audience members that, that are watching this right now or, or listening to the audio, go back and watch the vodcast. We have put all the Wikipedia links to all these goalkeepers uh, in case you want to know a little bit more about their background. I know some of you are unfamiliar with some of these goalkeepers, so it, it might help you out to have a little bit of context in regards to, to the direction they're going. Um, all right, Bill, let's get let's get to Maria. I'm really excited about her. Yeah, so I mean, Spain's kind of <laughs> really interesting. I mean, like... I think they're in this boom or bust situation as a as a World Cup run coming up ahead. I mean, it, it could just go a lot of different ways. So Misa um, is a lot of fun to watch. I don't really know if like, I mean, the basics like aren't really there totally. I mean, she's not a bad goalkeeper by any stretch, but she's similar to Thalman where it's like she's going to go bet on herself. She's going to go insert herself. And, you know, like she plays a lot of passion. It's cool. It's awesome to watch. Um this is one of those things like if you're a legit keeper and, and this is going to be the litmus test for, her, and I, I don't think we've really been able to answer this question yet, just because like the club side is it's a different tier than what we're going to be seeing here. So if she can like play in this and it's like, man, like you've really elevated yourself. Like you've just put a rocket on your back, but if like the chaos and kind of like not all the basics, like that plays a good example there. It's like, that's something that could really be a, a thorn in the side. So, I, I mean, I don't know. I mean, for me, it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. It's really exciting to watch. And she's getting a real big opportunity here. Um, she doesn't have many caps to her name. She's been in the fold for the last year and a half or so, which has been good. But, I mean, I think you ask you, like, I think most people would say Ponyos is a better keeper. But it's just because she's got age and, and games under her belt. So, really exciting situation for me. Yeah, I mean, she's yeah. super exciting, <laughs> and and she'll let you know it. Yeah. <laughs> um, but again, you know, really can come up with the big saves. But I worry for her with with the elevated excitement and intensity that she plays with. There's always a negative level of intent excitement, and there's a downside to that. So if things start going wrong, if if there's some bad goals um, she gives up and stuff. How is her emotion going to handle that and play into that? We know how it works for her when she's up, when she's pumped, when she's everything. You get her going, you get her make some, it, listen, if she comes out and she makes some huge saves and she gets pumped up, then you're in for a long game against her, period, right? But if she comes out and makes some mistakes, then she's in for a long game, in my opinion. So yeah. we'll see what happens. I, I think the one thing about this, you know, um, 
as we're kind of you know looking at these clips again is that and Bill, tell me if I'm wrong right here. But th the thing is, is that when you have that type of emotion, a lot of the times you're kind of ahead of the play. And that's why there's a lot of parries and a lot of like second balls. And she's athletic enough that she can recover and not follow one mistake with another mistake, as Suskio always likes to say. Um, but when you're talking about at the highest levels with teams, you know, like a, a United States of America, for instance, that, you know, um, is so disciplined in the attack, um, that could really, that could really, really hurt you. Just one little bobble in the wrong space. Yeah, I mean, it go, it, it's a two-way street because we'll see goals get scored on by some older keepers that we that will think, man, if they were just a little bit more athletic, they would have got it. But then we'll mm -hmm. see here, it's like, well, they'll give up a young keeper will give up a goal. You're like, oh, an older keeper wouldn't have done that. So it's, you know, it, it's kind of it's a it's a catch twenty-two. Yeah, you know, <laughs> for me and like this play is actually a good example of it. Like she she gives up as a, as a battery bound. Like we don't want to be doing yeah. that. But like, look at her defenders. Like they. Like the center back there that's right near the penalty spot, like as the shot's taken, she's coming back. So like they're, they know how to play with their keeper, which that, for yeah. me, that's like the, the big thing that like, if you can be chaotic and you can be Jordan Pickford and do all that, but your teammates know what you're doing, then like everyone can work with it. But if you're doing something, which I, I think that's a good point. Like if you, this is a, this is a real callback here, but uh, Gao Hong, the old Chinese keeper. I, I have Gao's jersey in my room. Yeah, yeah, yeah. From, from, like, the from the 91, from the 91 Cup. Yeah, yeah, that's, it's that's it's wow. right back there. Yeah, yeah, that's <laughs> awesome. Um, but she, she really struggled coming into the league because she was, one was a language barrier for sure. But well, also, I, I replaced Gao in New York. Yeah, I mean, like, her, she was maybe the most aggressive keeper of all time. I mean, she would come flying out. And, like, you could tell her teammates were like, what's going on? We don't know how to work with this. So I think another good example would be Gao in the, in the 99, in the PKs. And if you watch her in the 99 final PKs, Gao, yeah, so aggressive, so emotional and everything. And you saw, if you go back and watch the PKs, you see Gao get pulled out of the PKs you see the emotion and at one point she's standing there on Joyce PK like I don't know what to do like stuff like that like that that intensity that mental that's what I'm talking about going at the negative direction yeah you know and so it's a good example old school there I like that I got you I got you Bill, Bill is Bill is a legend Bill is a legend I love that I mean I'm like, does FC Cincinnati know what they have with you, Bill? I mean, yeah, yeah. Well, that's why I'm here. That's why I'm here. <laughs> no, but I agree with what you said. If if her defense is used to the rebounds, the chaos, and everything, then they'll be there for her and expecting it. If you're doing something that they're not expecting, then those rebounds are going to get put in the back of the net. Yeah, yeah, yeah for sure. That, that's a great point. Um, all right, we got to go to Holland. You know, we got to go to the <laughs> Netherlands. With Suskia right here. Obviously, the Netherlands is in the same group as the United States, which is crazy. Uh, and that's going to be a wild game when, when that takes place. Um, Next Wednesday. Obviously, yeah. 6 p.m. <laughs> plug from Suskia Weber right there. <laughs> uh, you know, obviously, massive shoes to fill for Daphne uh, with, with uh, Benendal. Um, so tell us a little bit about Daphne. And, and, and why is she on this list? And I know you, you're, you're a little lukewarm on, on Daphne as well, too. Yeah, so this is, well, for starters, like, she came on the scene whenever uh, Van Vienendahl stepped away and retired from the national team, and which arguably the best goalkeeper in the world at one point, um, or was, I yeah. should say. Um, 
But so when she filled in, for me, it's kind of like, okay, well, she did really well in a small sample size. And I think she's a good goalkeeper. I want to take that away from her. But she was kind of like right place, right time sort of situation. She came in like stuff like that. I see him like, man, I don't, I'm not quite so sure about that. So I, I think she's, she's up for the challenge. I don't get the sense that she's going to like cave under the pressure. But like when you've got athleticism like that, you're going to be able to pull off some stuff. But she's maybe the least like she, if she saw the same shot 10 times in a row is a good chance she'd save it 10 different ways which you know i don't know if i'd recommend it or not and if you can make it work you can make it work but i mean it's i don't know if even chaos is the right word as much as just like it's always there's a lot of variability with her mm-hmm. so th- for me that's a red flag when it comes to like high pressure moments because you know it can kind of undermine your game a bit however you know so far she's done well she did well in the euro and She's got big shoes to fill. Fill. So, has she failed yet? No. But at the same time, like, I'm I'm kind of wondering how this is this is going to roll, roll out. I think they'll get out of the group. The group's not that difficult. But you know, I would I'm not really expecting her to carry the Dutch like they she kind of did in the last tournament where it was just kind of I don't know. It felt like things lined up for her a little bit to to do well. So we'll see. I could be totally off, but like that that one, I'm holding a little reservation for. I'm really curious to hear Susk's. No, no, I mean, I think you're going to see her youth come into play and her inexperience. I think, um, I agree. I think some of the saves she makes, I think that's a great way to put it is that like 10 different, 10 shots, 10 different ways she makes the same save. And so that's just comes from inexperience, you know, at, at the highest level and, and we'll see how it plays in. I don't think that she is going to be, a difference maker in a game for Holland. Like, I don't, I don't see that in her. I don't see that it's going to be like Holland stayed in or won this game because of her. This action right here is amazing though. Kind of. Yeah. But again, you're doing something like we talked about in the beginning, you're picking out some, some saves that it's like, Oh my God, look at this save, but let's, why don't we go back and we could sit for five hours over analysis and analyze (laughs) her being out of position, her not making that save the next time. Um, Not the best, you know, distribution and stuff. So, so I think we, I hope not because I want Holland, you know, obviously, yes, I think Holland's going to get out of the group and I want Holland to go far. And I, you know, I'm Dutch, I, you know, absolutely. But I don't think she would be a game changer and I could be wrong on that. I could be um, wrong. Bill. I, I, I could be wrong. Well, that, I mean, Bill, that's what, kind of the thing about the World Cup is like, whatever I say or think, like, who knows? I mean, that, like, I, I don't know. She could come out and like totally blank, blank the U.S. and have the greatest game of her life and carry that through to the. I don't know. Yeah, but who knows? Yeah. Who knows? You know. Um, I, I want to talk a little bit about her distribution, though. Um, which which we included right here. Obviously, that's a big part of Holland is being able to to have a keeper that can play clean out of the back and break lines is is that a benefit is, is that is that a positive in her game i'll be honest i haven't seen so much of it in the sense where i thought like wow she's like really controlling out of the back i mean that's that's a that is a very optimistic ball that she plays there and she nails it but i i think there's like okay. a reason why you're seeing a young goalkeeper play there like this is this is something like i feel like unless you know exactly what you're doing i mean she takes a little bit of time with it like there's a lot and like she's Playing that ball where like by the time she her teammate gets it, like she doesn't really have an option forward. So 
you know, I haven't seen enough to say whether she's like great or terrible at it. I'll just say off that clip specifically, like that's a that's a young man's game there. Like, I, yeah. <laughs> yeah. like you can do it, you can do it, but it's really yeah. Tough. It's also like a, a like a leg crusher for your teammate in, in yeah. some. <laughs> I think that we will see that on display, and the questions will be answered against the United States. Because you'll see a high pressure, you'll see them go after her at her for her age and see if you can get the quick turnover. And so that question will be answered next Wednesday, I think, Mike. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, she's she's essentially the age of a college senior, right? Right, Bill? Well, I mean she's twenty-three. Uh, she's yeah. twenty-three. Yeah. Yeah. There you yeah. go. I mean Yeah. Well, well, COVID years and stuff like that. So that's college yeah, seniors yeah. like that's thirty-five true, true. now. They're like thirty-five <laughs> now. Yeah. <laughs> And yeah. WSL rookies came in at like 40 this year. Yeah. So. I mean, right, um, there is a positive of being like, I, I, I'm not, the, the saying I hear is like young and dumb, which like, I'm not saying she's dumb, but like a little bit of like youthful ignorance. Of young like, and hey, naive. I'm just going to go play, you know, like, yeah. and like, it's easy to get overthinking and like, that's a huge detriment to a keeper. So like, if you're just going to go play and be confident, like, you know, Hey, it works. Like, great. Yeah. Um, Let's uh, let's talk about. Uh, I'm gonna, I'm just gonna call her Cynthia, Cynthia Nadozi, uh, because I'm not sure if I can pronounce Chia, Chiamaka. Is that Bill? Is that how you do it? I think so. This okay. this is unfortunate time of year where I'm trying to learn some pronunciation. <laughs> There's a lot of names going uh, uh, Hey, you know, I, I tell you what, I, I I you know, Suskia has one of these jobs where you know every week oh, she's got to learn pronunciate up. pronunciations. Trust uh, me, and I, you, do I, ama- I, you do an amazing I job. I do, except for yeah, I was. I can't, but then you, the worst thing about it is you get it wrong in your head, and then you know you're you've corrected it, but then for some yeah. reason it doesn't get to your mouth, and so <laughs> you keep you keep doing it wrong. Uh, like trust me, and I did it last game, and and I was getting texts. From, from our research from Jen Cooper. So I was yeah. like, I know it's just not coming out of my mouth. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. so let, let, let's talk a little bit about uh, Nadozi, um, uh, Nigeria's number one. And by the way, shout out, shout out, shout out uh, to, to Nigeria um, because, you know, this is one of those emerging football nations that I've, I've started looking at their rosters and like, oh, wow. A lot of these players now are playing at very high levels. They're uh-huh. playing in Ligue and they're playing in the WSL and they're playing in the NWSL and all sorts of really amazing places. So, so shout out to a, you know, a, a program like that that's really taken some massive strides. So. Uh, who just beat Germany? I should know this. Um, uh, Zambia was, yeah. Zambia just beat Germany. So, I'm, wow. I mean, yeah, three to, three to two. So, I'm, I mean, look, we all know that this is going to be the most competitive from A to Z World Cup ever. And those are just examples of it. You know, and Nigeria's been around for a while. So don't like yeah. Oh no, no, I, I know that. It's just that it 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 it's been one of those things where for a long time those players weren't playing at the top. No, levels. and they're playing they they're playing all over the, Yeah, they're playing all yeah. over the place. Absolutely. Yeah. So what is it about Nadozi that you like so much, Bill? Well, she is a good example of one of the young. I think she takes that one off the face. So that looks like a really painful. Babe. I don't yeah. know if I want to watch that ever again in my life. Um, but um, she is one of the ones that got like kind of hand chosen to get investment in. Um, you know, she she goes to, to Paris at a young age. Um, I'd be curious to know kind of how that all unfolded. Um, but yeah, she she's 
19 caps, which is crazy that she has more than Murphy, if you think of it that way. And <laughs> she has more than Murphy and Kingsbury combined. So <laughs> uh, she's 22. So yeah, she um, is definitely one who's going to go insert herself. Um, I think this is a good example of, although she was kind of handpicked and she, her, her potential was heightened. That's a big say there was heightened to an immense degree. You can still see like at 22, there's a number of things where it's just like her, her positioning or her footwork is like super sloppy. And she overcomes a lot of it through her like immense athleticism, which is awesome to see. But even at the college level, like, you know, I wouldn't expect to see a pack, you know, 12 goalkeeper to be like this kind of unformed in some ways. Um, so, you know, does she work with it? Yeah, absolutely. And Nigeria works with it. But like that one, I don't even know what you call that save. <laughs> so <laughs> she's able to get her body on it. And like, if you know, if you've got a like goalkeeping nose and you just know how to get your body in front of the ball, like that'll, that'll carry you a long ways. Um, what Nigeria's actual like, you know, potentials in the tournament, you know, I'm not expecting them to make a, a final run. However, like she, she's going to annoy some team for sure in the tournament. I, I can guarantee you that. I agree. I think that you're looking at just pure raw athleticism. And because if we got into an an analysis on her, she's flat-footed, she's on her heels, that's why she's constantly falling backwards, but she still happens to get a paw up and make a save. Like, it's very all pure athleticism, unorthodox, and everything. So I agree she is going to make – she's going to come across a team where she's so on and just making a lot of incredible saves. But I think that – through the longevity of a month and coming up against better team and better team and better team. I think that that at, we all know that athleticism only takes you so far as a goalkeeper. And I yeah. think it'll, it will be exposed eventually. Yeah, so if you saw her at a college show, let's say she was a little bit younger. Let's say you saw her at a college showcase and you were recruiting for college. What, what would kind of be like, would you be like, Oh, this is a player we bring in to develop them. Absolutely. Um, to develop. Like you could bring her in with her athleticism to develop, but there's a lot of re re education that you're going to have to do um, because she's set in certain things. She's what? 22, right? So she's set like flat footed. She's set on her heels. You're going to have to change all of that. And so you have to take the time to redevelop it because a lot of the saves she's making, and we say this all the time, she wouldn't have to make the save. She wouldn't have to make it so difficult. She wouldn't have to use her backhand to tip the ball over. If her body positioning was right, if her balance was right, she could just catch it and stay on her feet. And now instead of a corner kick, the ball's in her hands. And now instead of a foot save, the ball's a front smother. And so, like, those are things that have to be developed in her. So she is raw. She has incredible athleticism. But it only takes you so far. Yeah. Yeah. The the one thing I I will just say – to that Suskia and, and I've, I've fallen into this trap before in the past where I've tried to coach out the, the qualities that a goalkeeper has naturally. And, you're and not it's, co- it's bit me in the foot. You're not coaching it out. You're, you're expanding on it. It's like saying, Hey, Nadozi, Okay. So you got to this ball, right? So what if like you got to this ball, one hand tip, what if your body positioning and your weights a little more forward, chest over the ball, and now you're able to take a short shuffle step. Now, what do you get to the ball? 
Let's do the same save 10 times. Try it five times your way. Try it five times my way and see if five times my way, you actually hold on to the ball or you don't have to extend and it's not a corner kick. And so it's not taking away the athleticism. It's actually heightening it. How much more can you get? If you can have your body weight forward and be on the balls of your feet and you take a shuffle step, how much more ground can she cover, you know, and, and stuff. So it's, it's, it's explaining it and molding something so great and taking it to the next level. Uh, that's such a great point right there. Um, I know we're starting to run long on time here. So um, if everybody's still good, um, we'll, 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 we'll okay, continue through. Go you guys still good? Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, okay. So let's get to your dark horses, Bill. First off, you've got this list of dark horses. Why did you choose Yamashita, Erimki, uh, and uh, and Kat? Who, shout out to uh, Kat. Congratulations on making the World Cup. We love Kat. So. Yeah. I, well, I think you know, Kat's her, her route has definitely been someone who – went off the radar and then it's, it's awesome to see like, Oh, like here she is again, which, cause that means like in between off the radar means like you were grinding that whole time. Like you don't just casually make it to the world cup. So like, yeah, credit to her for that. Um, so, you know, dark horses are kind of tricky for me. Like, okay, what does that actually mean? Um, I don't think, I mean, Japan's the closest year, but even still, like, I don't think any of these are going to make a huge run. However, I do think these goalkeepers are going to like really, upset some team in there and specifically group h has colombia morocco which those two goalkeepers there but also uh germany and oh shoot I'm yeah if colombia's team Korea. cannot get if colombia's team cannot get red guarded yeah 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 that's true yeah, so just they, saying. yeah but they've so got they've got like <laughs> I, I korea's kind of prime for the picking here i think germany's like coming a little like questionable now so you know for me it's like okay i think these three keepers could like really you know, up in someone that's a great save from Yamashita there who, you know, I, she's probably on the scene a bit, but you know, it's been a while since we've had a really like memorable Japanese keeper. But the reason why I picked her is that she really stood out in that a lot of Japanese keepers get really, really rigid. They're, they're really, really formed. They're really, really taught. Hey, you do it exactly this way. And her game is like, it's a really Suska's knocking, n- nodding her head because she played, I played there for three years. <laughs> yeah. I know. Yeah, yeah, but it, it, I think her game's like you know she's game is is a little. It's like in a really nice spot where it's like oh man, like she can go make a big save here, like and it's a little loose but not too much. Like so, yeah. I she, she's a lot of fun to watch. I think she's she's floating under the radar a little bit here. No, and I like that, and I think I agree with you. I think that they are, yes, rigid. You know, this is how you make the save. This is what you do, like, step-by-step and everything. And you see a little bit of American-slash-European style in her as opposed to just the Japanese style. And so that is why she can come up with some other saves and everything. I think think she'll be fun to watch as well. Do I think Japan will make a run? No, not really, but, you know. She, like you, I like the term. She'll upset a team. Yeah, for sure, for sure. You know, it's interesting what you said there. You know, in in regards to like Bridget and doing things a certain way, because I was just even just thinking about some of the actions I've seen of goal, of goalkeepers. You know, who've played for Japan on their national team in the past, and it's like, oh, if you if you would have been willing to improvise in that moment you might've been able to pull something off, but you tried to do it by the book, even though the moment was going and you're either like, it's either going to be successful or it's not successful. And you couldn't adjust on, on the fly, you know? Mm-hmm. And I think that for young goalkeepers to hear that, I think it's so important for you to recognize, to, to learn how to be able to adjust in a moment and not be so stuck in your ways that it has to be done this way. Keep the ball out of the net. 
Yep. Yeah. My <laughs> number one pet peeve for the coach analyst is when the ball goes in the goal, unfortunately, and the goalkeeper has this look of like, I didn't know what to do. And it's like, man, like the whole game is about improv Like, you, in, yeah. like, yeah, you want to be taught. And, you know, I understand that. But, like, you can't assume that every situation you would have already practiced. That's ridiculous. Like, exactly. like so there's been so many keepers just over the years at, at every part of the country and every part of the world, whatever. It's, but they have this look of like, oh, I'm looking at the ball and I didn't know what to do. And it's like, you probably wouldn't have saved it. But because you didn't try, like, now we don't know. And now it looks yeah, like you haven't been able to save it. Yeah, make the effort. You never know yeah. what you keep out. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, I, I wanna I wanna move on to to Morocco's goalkeeper, as you said. You know, obviously Japan and Morocco are in, in or, no, sorry, Colombia and Morocco are in the same group, uh, right here. So, so that's gonna be very, very interesting. Um, I did not know anything about this young goalkeeper, uh, playing in Portugal, uh, for Morocco's national team. Uh, tell us a little bit about why. I mean, you're talking about unconventional. I mean, like, I don't know what yeah. that is, but so... it, it worked. <laughs> Yeah, so it's, it's a new goalkeeper for me too. To be completely honest, I wish I knew more. Um, I don't. I Aramichi would be my guess on how to pronounce the name, but I'm sure I'm saying that wrong. Um, she's she's 33, and so it's always fun for me. And I wish the women's game was not the point where I could stumble on a gym. To be honest, I wish all of them were publicized. Of like, hey, like they're good. You're gonna know about them. But unfortunately, like where the game is right now, like you're gonna find keepers like, hey, like actually like she can legit play and I didn't know about her and she's, she's not young, you know, she's, she's 33 years old. So um, I, there's a real like steadiness to her that I'm really intrigued by, but there's also this like kind of brute force of like, I'm going to go bulldoze you if it comes to it sort of aspect. So she's not quick by any stretch. I mean, you can kind of see it there. It's like very slow feet. However, there is like she knows how to work with her body in a sense of like what works and what doesn't. She'll have to move obviously at some point, but um, it's fun for me to just stumble on like, man, like where has this player been for the last ten years? And maybe that's on me just for not looking close enough. I don't know, but um, I think Group H is like, yeah, I think I think someone, I, I think South Korea is like maybe gonna go home a, a little early because Morocco or Colombia is gonna really, you know, catch them sleeping a bit. Yeah, I, I, it's interesting what you said there. You know, Susk. You know, watching this the tape on there, and after we go over another great say by Yamashita, <clears throat> love seeing this guy's really. If you're what, listening to the audio, really go back and watch the the video because there's some really really cool actions here. Um, the she's not slow reaction wise, Susk. It just seems like her lateral movement is 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 slow. Well, she but, has a really. She seems to have a really wide set. Um. Yeah. And stuff, so which would slow her down, but it's interesting. It's interesting. I don't know her that I don't know her. See the set. Yeah. I don't know her, but um, mm -hmm. I'm interested to watch her too. I have a feeling she's going to be very busy, <laughs> which is pro which is probably why the brute force and everything that she has to own her box because she's got to control everything. So it'll be interesting to watch her through through the World Cup. I'm going to keep my eye on that one. I'll keep my eye check. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, and I think this World Cup, like with the expansion and like the lack of returning, like there's a lot of players that are just going to crop up. And I'm going to be like, I didn't know who that was, and like that's yeah. awesome. They're but I think it goes the same. It's same for field players. You yeah. know, it's mm -hmm. it's going to be it's, it's going to be interesting. Yeah, yeah. Pe people always make a name. Oh, people always make a name for right. themselves at the World Cup. I mean, they they really, really, really do. Um. All right, let's uh, let's let's wrap up these uh these these dark horses right here with uh with our friend and yours, uh, Catalina Perez. Um, again, 
I mean, Kat was working, I think, a corporate job for a minute. <laughs> um, so, you know, I mean, some really always what I love about the Women's World Cup is a lot of times you'll find these fast, fan, fantastic stories, you know, of people um, persevering, you know, trying to trying to eke out a professional uh, career while COVID's taking place and all sorts of other crazy things. Um you know, uh, Balagoon, uh, who was on our, sh our show as well, uh, you know, she I think she was coaching. And uh, when, when she got the opportunity to uh, to to come and play uh, with with Nigeria um, and now she's playing in uh, in France. I mean, just an incredible story as well, too. Um, I've always loved Kat. I, I, I think she's a great person and a great goalkeeper. And she had an amazing game against the United States. Uh, I think it was a couple of years ago. Um, is, is that why she's on the list here, uh, Bill, for you? Um, you know, I wish I knew a little bit more about her game. She, from my observations, her like she crops up every like year or two, and that was she'll like go, she'll just fall off the radar one way or another. And I'm, I'm sure she has a crazy story of just, I mean, like looking where she's played. It's been Italy, Spain, Brazil. I mean, she's she's played in a number of countries and done what seemingly whatever she can to, to keep playing, which is crazy. Um, I want to say she was from USF. Do you remember what college she went to? Uh, I Blank. think she Mississippi State, possibly Miami and Mississippi State. I think. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. She, I mean, she's been around the globe, and so I, for me, it's like when and Naduzi is another example of like someone who's willing to like not someone's willing to better themselves so much that they go to another country where they you know, can hopefully get an opportunity. Like for me, like, okay, that's, that's exciting. Like, let's see what, what can happen there. Cause I do think that mentality translates on the field of like, mm -hmm. Hey, I'm going to go bet on myself, even though I'm playing Germany, you know, it doesn't matter. I'm still going to, I'm not going to fold the pressure. I'm going to, I'm going to go play. So, um, can be a bit wild from her at times. Um, but I, I don't know. It just seems like she, she gets knocked down. She's like, okay, like what's next? Let's do it again. Mm -hmm. You know, I, I love that mentality and just approach to her. I, I want to say when you were talking about that, you know, that the can be a little bit out of, out of control. I, I think, again, it's one of those things where a little bit different than uh, Nadozi because I think that Kat's pretty well, solid te technically. Well, yeah, and, but you're, you've got to add, as if you're comparing to Nadozi, I don't think it's in the same yeah, way. It's, it's yeah. And Kat's got more control of her body, her positioning. She is, oh, she's experienced. So we have to take, you know, again, playing all over the world, but you know, her, just her experience bringing into it and everything. So I don't think they're even in the same wheelhouse, you know, watch her positioning, watch what she does when she comes off. She is in smart, educated goalkeeper, you know? Yeah. And yeah. so she has her limitations, but where she's not relying on athleticism, she is relying on positioning and, and just being a smart goalkeeper in, in the moments. I think it's also important for, for a goalkeeper, you know, to recognize what their qualities are, their, their strengths. And I think she recognizes she is quick off her line. Mm -hmm. So she's able to, to make that decision to come off her line where some other goalkeepers might get caught in that moment. Um, I think that's a, I think. But again, that comes from experience. It comes from reading the game. Like it comes from experience, reading the game, a step or a pass ahead that allows Kat to be so quick off her line, close the space, know when to go down into a block, know when to stay up and stuff. So I think, you know, that where with athletic goalkeepers, they just went come flying or they might do a, a K save from 20 yards away or stuff like that. Like yeah. you're not going to see that here. 
<laughs> yeah, I say maybe like the big difference for me is that whenever Cat is deciding, whenever Cat is being reliant on athleticism, she's decided that. Whereas opposed to like, I didn't know what to do, so I'm just throwing my body around. Like it's a very intentional. Okay, I'm gonna go insert myself. Yeah, you know, and even like, would that be how I play? No, but like she's deciding to play to that because she knows her strengths. So yeah. like, for me, it's like okay, like if you know what you're doing, like go for it. Um, so we have a question that just came into the, into the comment section on the union app. And, uh, again, guys, shout out to one-on-one soccer, uh, sorry, one-on-one goalkeeping and, uh, camp shout out for being the two first organizations on the union app. So I know a lot of you have recently just joined the union app, uh, and weren't familiar with it before. If you're not on it, check it out, guys. It's, it's, it's absolutely incredible. And, uh, tipster, uh, over in Europe right now, uh, wants to ask, this is not goalkeeper related, uh, Mm -hmm. but he does want to know. Uh, after England, what are some of the other favorites uh, that you're looking at for uh, the Women's World Cup? I mean, team wise, club wise, club wise. I don't know, if, like to to win. Is that what we're talking about? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't, I can't really take anyone seriously if they're going to say anyone besides the U.S. at this point. Like, I I know that's like my country, but like, give me a break. I mean, who who's really going to compete with us this year? I like. I don't know. I just feel like we're going to roll everyone. Like no one's like good coming into the tournament in my opinion. So. Yeah, I think that I agree. I think that before the magnitude and multitude of injuries that have happened over the past season for the WBL and everybody for England, for Holland, for everybody, I think even for the United States, but I think the difference between the United States with losing Sauron with, um, Pew with stuff like that, you you have the replacements. You you have Smith. You have Alyssa Nair. You, I mean, I'm Alyssa Thompson. You have these replacements. The depth the depth of the U.S. is it's so deep, and so I I think that because of that, it's you can't you can't. And yes, it's, you, if you would ask, I I think it's going to be incredibly competitive. I think there will be some shocks, some surprises, um, but. I, I think it's a tall order to beat the United States. Uh, I'll say this. Um, the, only way, the only way the U.S. doesn't win is if the U.S. loses it. I, I agree. Think. I was going to say that. The only way is if the U.S. beats themselves. If the yeah. U.S. comes out in, in knockout and has a bad game and beats themselves and doesn't play well and somebody takes advantage of it is the way the U.S. loses. I totally agree with you. So you all you all hear it here first. So next year you're gonna have to buy a jersey with another star on it. That's the that's, that's right. The way, that's, that's, the way, that's the way it's gonna work. Um. All right. Let's talk Golden Glove. Let's talk Golden Glove as we start wrapping up. And Bill, thank thanks for putting all this together for us. Uh, yeah. And really, really appreciate it. Um. Honestly, some goalkeepers I never would have discovered if it weren't for 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 your deep dives. Uh. So this is this is really really cool. Um. Golden Glove, obviously, you know, uh, when uh, with when Van won it, you know, you were talking about the bet, probably the best goalkeeper in the world at the time. Um, what are you seeing this year? Because I saw that you put on the list here um, somebody that uh, that might be uh, pr- pretty familiar to us and uh, and another goalkeeper that's what that I we're have. all very familiar with. And that's that, exactly that's what what I that's what okay, I okay. So who wants to go first on why? Well, I, I, for me first, if the U.S. wins it all and Nair like anchors that defense and carries them through, she's just she's going to win the Golden Glove. Period. I think that if, if depending on how far Canada goes, um, I think Sheridan is at the top of her game and the best goalkeeper in the tournament right now. So, 
Yeah. But right. it depends on how far Canada goes. It really depends on if they get into the semifinals um, and so on. Like it, it, it will depend on that. I, I think you realistically have to get a top four finish to win yeah. it. I, I'd have to go back and look, but I think every two yeah. goes one is. But I'm really not a big fan of like whenever Solo won it in whatever year it was that she won it. Um, yeah, fifteen. Yeah, she like did nothing the whole tournament, which like I don't. I mean, I agree you know, with that. You know, so I, I obviously best goalkeeper in the world didn't really have a problem with it, but it was like I don't like she didn't really do anything. So you got to finish top four. When I look like down the list of like I don't think Fromms from Germany is going to win it. I don't think from Falk. Falk from Sweden's gonna win it. Erps might pull it off with England, but like, and she's got some buzz right now. But Canada needs to finish top four to have a chance. And like, yeah, I agree. That's gonna be the difficult thing. I, think. I don't think. I don't. I do think Nair will have work to do in this World Cup, and and you know, especially in the knockout rounds and stuff, it's not gonna be one of those World Cups where there you did nothing. Like in you know, you you rolled through it and stuff. I do think they're gonna. She's gonna be have some work to do. Um, but I agree with you that I, I don't like when it's just the winning goalkeeper if they had nothing to do. Like yeah. if you have a, a goalkeeper in the semifinals that just carried their team and made the difference, even though you don't make the finals, that that's my golden glove, you know, there. I, I can't stand that. I can't stand that, especially in youth tournaments, because you're you're looking at a lot of these kids are putting these accolades up there for from recruiting purposes to college and everything like that. And it's like three times Surf Cup Golden Glove Award winner. It's like, well, but you it, never touch the ball. Never touch yeah. the ball. It goes same for that tournament MVP, like yeah. for field players. Like it, they're players that have won it just because they did well in the final or they scored yeah. uh, like the winning goal in the final, that doesn't make you the tournament MVP. Yep. I'll just Absolutely. keep the, I'll keep the comments to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, 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 everyone, uh, we're, we're really excited for the women's world cup. Obviously it kicks off tomorrow. And actually uh, I'm, I'm going to be fortunate. I'm actually going to be at an event that Siskiyo Weber uh, will be, will be hosting. Uh, and that's going to be pretty darn cool. That is for the first game against Vietnam on Friday. So that's a, uh, and again, shout out to countries like Vietnam for, for getting this opportunity to get to the World Cup. You know, it's only going to keep growing the game around the world. You know, the more these countries get opportunities um, to play at this at the highest level. Um, obviously, Bill, uh, you know, I'm going to see you next week at Camp Shutout. Uh, so and I know you've got a union handle. I think it's at it's at, at Bill Reno, I believe, is uh, is is your handle. On sounds, there. I have to double check. But the, oh, yeah, that sounds right. <laughs> Well, we'll get we'll get you more involved next week because I will literally be sitting right next to you. Uh, so I can I can force you to be posting uh, at the exact same time. Um, obviously, you guys can reach out to Suskia at Suskia on the Union app. Uh, shout out to anybody who's been DMing. I know uh, from the one on one goalkeeping classroom sessions. I've Tuesday, been answering. Yeah, a lot of people. So a lot of great questions. I and, had a great uh, and, conversation with uh, Duncan. I think. Great. Duncan, shout out to Duncan. Well, shout out to Duncan. Well, yeah, but I'll tell you, like, we'll get into it another time. But some of the questions and and stuff are really great. So keep DMing me, keep asking me things. I'll help you as I can, and, and we'll go from there. Awesome. And obviously, everybody, if you, if you have a guest suggestion or a topic suggestion for the podcast, it's at Goalkeeper Podcast on the Union app, or you can email contact at inside the eighteen media dot com. Uh, that is all the time on inside the 18 and we are out later guys yeah.